Hello everyone. We are so excited that Gail and I want to announce a new facet of our true crime podcast, Heroes and Zeros, Tales of Terror. First off, we have permission from author H.J. Tidy to tell our listeners the captivating and true stories of true crime, the paranormal, and all things spooky. H.J. Tidy currently has five titles, including his bestseller, Ghost Stories. We will include the link to the books on Amazon. H.J. Tidy loves to interact with his readers. He has a selection of short stories, strange events that explore allegedly haunted locations, urban legends, and odd encounters that have taken place throughout the world. At the same time, True Crime Stories is a slight departure from his main interest, but he tells of some of the most incredible and mysterious true crime events. You can contact or follow H.J. Tidy on Facebook, and we'll also include that link. This is the beginning of our Tales of Terror. You're listening to Heroes and Zeros, Tales of Terror. In a small town in Indiana, a woman claimed demons possessed her and her three children. The police department declared the case to be the most bizarre story they had ever witnessed. A family case manager and hospital nurse saw one of the children walking backward up a wall. At first, many believed it to be a hoax that the family concocted to earn money from the strange story. However, after 800 pages of investigations that detailed the demonic occurrences, even the police officers were claiming they believed the family was possessed. The event started in November 2011, when Latoya Ammon's family moved into their new rental house in a quiet suburban area of Gary, Indiana. Suddenly, in December, giant black flies swarmed the screen porch of their home, despite the freezing temperatures and the snow. Most nights at midnight, Latoya Ammons heard loud footsteps marching up the basement stairs and the sound of the door opening from the basement to the kitchen, even though no one was there. Latoya tried locking the door, but the sounds continued. One night, when Latoya had fallen asleep on the living room sofa, she awoke to a broad, dark figure pacing in her living room. When she turned on the light, however, the figure was gone. The big, wet boot prints were left behind. Three months later, the initial spookiness of the house took a frightening turn towards real fear. One night, at around 2 a.m., while the family gathered in the Ammons' house to mourn the death of a close family friend, Latoya suddenly heard one of her children yelling, Mama! Mama! She arrived at the bedroom that her daughter slept in and found her body levitating above the bed and her daughter completely unconscious. Family members gathered around the bed and began to pray. Eventually, her body descended back onto the bed and her daughter awoke without any memory of the event. Latoya was terrified and she realized that she was dealing with someone or something that was outside of her experience. She started calling several churches in the area, many of whom refused to even listen to her. Finally, one church did respond, stating that they were aware of the spirits that lived on Carolina Street. The officials at the church told Latoya to cleanse the house top to bottom with bleach and ammonia, then take oil and make crosses 
on every one of the doors and windows in the house. Pour oil on your children's hands and feet and make a cross shape with the oil on their foreheads. Latoya's mother, Rosa Campbell, was living with the Ammons during this time and was significant support for the family during this difficult time. They consulted two clairvoyants who stated that over 200 demons were occupying the house, something Latoya was quick to believe because of her deep Christian faith. The psychics told the family that they needed to move out immediately to be safe from the spirits that resided in the home. However, Latoya and her family had just moved there and now could not afford to relocate. The next piece of advice that the clairvoyant gave Latoya since she could not afford to move out of the house was to make an altar in the basement. Using an end table covered with a white sheet as the altar, a white candle was placed on the table with a statue of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph as a symbol of faith. Then read Psalm 91 from the Bible while standing at the altar, reading the psalm aloud. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by the day, nor the pestilence that talks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. Psalm 91. The attendants at the reading all wore white t-shirts and wrapped white pieces of fabric around their heads. The smoke produced from sage and sulfur wound around the hallways and rooms of the house. The smoke was so thick throughout the whole house, many of the guests had trouble breathing. After the meeting and prayers by the altar in the basement, nothing odd happened in the house for three days. Then, after the third day, things got much worse. Demons started possessing the children and Latoya's bodies. Latoya claimed to have been born with a special kind of protection from demons. Thus, the demons were unable to possess her body successfully. However, her children were vulnerable and would break out in evil smiles, suddenly have deep voices, and their eyes would bulge. Her seven-year-old son, who was once violently thrown out of the bathroom, he hit his head on a headboard and required stitches. He was found talking to an invisible boy in his closet. The ghostly child was describing to him what it was like to die. The oldest daughter told mental health professionals that at times she would feel like she was being choked and held down, unable to move or to speak. A voice whispered into her ear, saying she would never see her family again and wouldn't live another 20 minutes. Latoya finally took the children to the doctor to discuss what she could do to fix this. Dr. Jeffrey Oynikowu described the visit as the most bizarre meeting he had ever had in his entire career. He even claimed to be frightened when he walked into the room. Suddenly, the seven-year-old boy began cursing the doctor in demonic voices. Witnesses said that the young boy was then suddenly thrown into a wall with no one touching him. An unidentified witness called the Department of Child Services and instructed them to investigate LaToya, claiming that she had a mental illness and that her children were performing for her and encouraging her illness. However, after examining LaToya and her children, they were determined to be healthy, free of any bruises, scars, or marks. LaToya was deemed of a sound mind. Hospital staff interviewed the children once more. During the interview, the youngest son suddenly began growling at his older brother and said, I'm going to kill you. The youngest child then walked back up the wall to the ceiling and flipped over his older brother, 
both examiners ran from the room at the sight of this. These strange episodes continued to occur throughout the year 2012 and into 2013. People would visit the house and suddenly become deathly ill over a week. Latoya broke three ribs, broke her hand, and then broke her ankle, all within a matter of a few months. Unexplained smells and sounds emanated from the house. The family participated in three exorcisms. These exorcisms were the first to be sanctioned unofficially by the Catholic Church in Gary, Indiana. The first exorcism was comprised of a minor ritual and was similarly performed like the previous session in the basement using the white altar. After this quote-unquote minor ritual, Latoya was told that she needed to write down the names of all the demons. The names possessed power and the priest was to use this power to condemn the demons. During this exorcism, her body convulsed violently and Latoya could feel both a sense of pain in her body while at the same time something fighting to stay with her. The priest stated the demons were strong based on how Latoya's body was convulsing. Two police officers stood by guarding and watching the event. The Ammons prayed with their priest until they could no longer stand. Latoya began to hurt from the inside out and eventually passed out. In the final exorcism, the leader berated the demons in Latin as the previous two were in English, commanding them to leave. Latoya convulsed while condemning the demons. After this last exorcism, the family was able to live in peace finally. For six months, Latoya's children were taken from her by child services. However, soon after the last exorcism, her children were returned to her. They live in Indianapolis now, far from the house on Carolina Street that they once called home. The landlord of the house claimed that he never had any issues at home before the Ammons and after they moved out. He was as perplexed as to the medical examiners, hospital staff, and police officers. No one was able to ever explain the seeming paranormal occurrences outside of claiming that demonic forces had indeed possessed the Ammons family. The Ammons family story is just one of many demonic possession cases throughout history with exorcisms dating back hundreds of thousands of years. The Catholic Church used to perform exorcisms regularly. However, they have become rarer in the last century. There is no doubt this family suffered inexplicably for months and experienced great unnatural fear. They are now thankful to be free at last. Zach Bagans, the host of the TV show Ghost Adventures, purchased the house in 2016. He demolished the house soon after, stating, something was inside that house that could do things that he'd never seen before. There was something very dark, yet highly intelligent and powerful there. <laughs>